Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We have a really, really fun uh, show for you today because it's going to be a kind of a historical show. It's 50 years of a lot of fun things. We're going to be talking about 50 years of the Beatles, 50 years of Sports Illustrated, the 22nd Winter Olympics that are coming up, and some gardening tips. So lots of lots of goodies coming your way. Today's Miracle Moment brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to success, writing, acting, media, and presentations. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, call 925-377-7827 or visit star Style. And this is such a great one. It's by Robert Browning. Aspire, break bounds, endeavor to be good, and better still, be the best. Well, that's kind of what our show's about today, isn't it, Heather? It's about being the best, not only being good, because we're going to start out on February 9th, 1964, a little band called The Beatles performed for the first time on The Ed Sullivan Show. It was a really really big show and it is it changed pop culture forever it's a half century later and the effects of that one monumental night are still 
being felt. And here we go, Heather. Uh, you're going to you're the music lady, the the music mm-hmm. maker, and I'm going to let you talk about the Beatles because I think what's so interesting is here there's been well 50 years. That's uh, how many five generations of of more kids that have come around, and still they are considered the rock stars, the innovators, the pioneers, so beloved. So what's your take on the Beatles? Yeah, well, one thing as a just uh, a rock side note uh, for people to know that, so um, the Ed Sullivan uh, show debut is sort of, is what we celebrate because it really did introduce the whole Beat- uh, Beatlemania um, the British invasion, but historically and to be accurately, um, the Ed Sullivan show was not actually uh, the first uh, show to air the Beatles, and the Ed Sullivan show was on CBS, and actually NBC uh, beat them to the punch, and there was this little-known show called uh, the Huntley Brinkley Report. And they, oh, uh, right. Is that right? I didn't realize the Beatles were on the Huntley Brinkley. I mean, Huntley Brinkley yeah, were I like, mean, they were say, the news guys of the day. You, you I never knew say. that. What a good thing that you dug up. Yeah, so something to say that um, actually, so here's some kind of just quick little side things. As I say, it was a smaller show, and so it, on uh, November 16th, 1963, they had aired, uh, they had aired uh, a little thing, you know, with them performing. And then actually, Walter Cronkite, for his evening uh, show, uh, because in Britain already at that time, the Beatles were already... Uh, you know, big big stars. They hadn't invaded us yet, and they had actually gone over to Britain, uh, recorded some stuff uh, to present. But when uh, they were planning to air it, it actually the night they were planning to air it um, ended up being the assassination of um, JFK. So of course that took complete precedence, and they did not um, end up re-airing this footage that they had captured until December 10th. And so people were still sort of in that realm. So, you know, it just came... That is so amazing because, you know, I have thought all these years that it was Ed Sullivan because he was always the discoverer of talent. But, of course, we know that the Beatles formed their rock band in Liverpool in 1960 with John Lennon and Paul McCartney and George Harrison and Ringo Starr. So that makes sense that yeah. they would have, but, but come, you know, somebody would have known you, about them here before yeah, 1964. Very nice in 1964. And again, as you experienced more than I have, because I wasn't there, I've only just seen as of what I've learned from it, you know, historically. Um, but that was where, you know, a lot of bands got launched. That was where a lot of things, you know, people tune in. And one of, um, as you know, it's, it's always hard or interesting, you know, to compare numbers uh, versus, you know, the, the, the any, I, honestly, I feel anywhere from 1960s to the 2000s, because in today's world, we get our, our music, our information, um, so many different means, and, and you know, people don't really tune in TV, they DVR it, or they don't buy CDs or albums, you know, they download them or, or you know, whatever it may be. Um, but it was a historic record that 70 million people turned in to watch that. And then when that first thing got launched, um, the first single they released in the United States was I Want to Hold Your Hand, and that sold a million copies. And that was huge back then. Oh, my gosh, then, yeah. Especially that. I mean, that was really huge. Yeah, and I, and, I and do remember, I mean, that song, it was such a, you know, just, I want to hold your hand, I want to hold and, your yeah, hand. I mean, honestly, you know, and everybody was singing I, it. I, and it wasn't even I, any great song. 
And you know, something I must say is that I'm I'm slowly in the next few months I will be uh, going into the milestone of 30 years old. But what's something that's so amazing to me? Um, what I have to say is with the Beatles, and really there there are many other artists from that decade that are still touring, still alive, still successful, and that are still relevant. But it, the Beatles are the old time and. And to date, it actually got certified this past December that um, they've sold a, a total over two billion records. Two oh my gosh. billion! I mean, to just think of—I mean, that people, whether they own it, I feel like the entire world knows who the Beatles are. But to think, just for as an artist, to sell two billion records, and then just think of of, of all that stuff that's come from all the mini hit songs, the uh, just. Uh, oh, and that's one thing too. Well, and, and everybody that has really looked up to them and emulated them and copied them and used them, you know, as yeah, mentors no, and, and over the, and the years. The, and the I, I must admit, you know, I, I was um, I was never a big Beatle fan. I mean, I, I don't know. I just was. Ne- I guess I was too young yeah, when they you came around, and I just never was one of these screaming girls. You know, I saw all these other. Uh, all these other bands throughout the time, but the Beatles were never one of my favorite, and yet they're like the ones that had a huge longevity. Do you feel now, like, so that is one thing. So one thing I must say, um, you know, know, everyone has different styles and music and all these kinds of things, but what I must say, do you feel that now you're more of a Beatles fan? Because for me, uh, I think why music is, one reason music is so so important to me and why I actually... um, have sort of that old soul to it is my favorite. I mean, I love all kinds of music, but my favorite genre is now, I guess it was considered old rock and roll or classic rock. Um, that's so much. And what I feel like one of the big things is I got that from your husband, my, my dad is he's such a, a rock scene. He just, you know, the Beatles, the Stones, uh, the door, or uh, the who all, you know, uh, Pink Floyd. That he loves all that air, and he like you know we compete against each other when it comes with with music stuff. And right, he's a right. Huge Beatles guy, and that got me really into the Beatles. And um, one thing I have to say, you know, when it comes down with with all music, people are always kind of shit. But something I, I find um, just so amazing is that uh, that now, as we know, that next week or actually this coming week, that the ninth, they're going to be having this big uh, celebration, this big salute, fifty years of the Beatles, and how so many bands, you know, follow in that. And I'm, I was trying to think today of what um, American band, you know, though they're the British thing, and you know, everyone. Well, the British the invasion, bullshit. a lot of them, you know, like Dave Clark Five, they tried to be like them. Paul Revere and the Raiders, you know, there were a lot of these well, I, I mean, more bands. Like the, the relevance. The thing, I was trying to oh, think the relevance today, of like it, yeah. the, the, just this past, um, this past month, the Eagles relaunched this tour, and they actually had five shows in Los Angeles, and every single show was sold out. And I thought, wow, that's huge, like, to have a, just as their, their kickoff that they had to have five additional shows because each one kept selling out at this huge venue. And I was doing thinking, okay, for America is is, is the Eagles are because uh, Beatles though they are worldwide. You know, technically, you know, Britain, you know, England can claim them as truly theirs, and they started so much. And and one thing I thought was so beautiful is you know they came in kind of you know the super poppy you know and then the suit, the matching outfits, and the mop top hair, 
And then, um, and then as, you know, as all things do, as we grow as individuals, their music grow, and it became, with the time, more psychedelic. They started changing their clothes, growing their hair out, um, having very open conversations about the drug use they were doing, and their lyrics, and, and, and the whole music. You know, it went from this poppy to, you know, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and, you know, all these, right, and, uh, right, Sgt. Pepper, right. and, and, and then even, um, and that's one thing too is that even when they did uh, a breakup, they each all had very successful solo careers, and and still like many things, the loss of John Lennon, so many people um, idolize him. You know, they go there's these statues and the the whole imagining that people um, almost make this pilgrimage each year. Uh, you know, to to remember and to celebrate the yes. death and to place flowers. I mean to. To be so remembered. Oh, it's amazing that, like, like Paul that. McCartney and Ringo Starr, they're still going so strong right now. Yeah. And just making just, you know, incredible, incredible music after all these years. And that's, I think that just is a real, uh, you know, a real testament to what great musicians and artists that they all were and yeah, are. Again, the thing that uh, I think is just so amazing is, what they started out as one thing, the progression, but the fact that we're celebrating celebrating them 50 years later uh, and that it's still in the... As I said, like, you know, the music... I, I often I try to think of what in... Um, in what I've grown up with, like, what what, what bands or what artist uh, is going to... You know, 50 years from now, who is going to be that? So I think so, as I said, one of the, the radio stations that only... I listen to all kinds of music, but the only radio station I listen to is this you know, quote-unquote old rock, you know, the Fleetwood Mac, all that stuff. But they've now slowly integrated in uh, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Metallica. And these things, again, these are songs 20, 25 years old. And I, I know that now I'm like, oh, my God, I, I, I still own the CD. Oh, gosh, I'm, my, the music I listen to is on the old school rock. But what's so, again, what's just so impressed me that we – Still listen to songs from 50 years because if you thought from 19, if you minus 50 years from 1960, 1910s, I mean, music like that didn't exist. It's you know, it was waltzy, hokey pokey kind of, not that kind of music. Um, I just think it's uh, obviously it's been such a, a, a such a big impact on all music and so uh, such a cultural thing that we're celebrating. It. They're having a whole award show that. We're talking about it today, the thousands of books, as I said, the two billion records, um, as we know, of, of everyone's kind of cast in on that, that uh, the big franchise of Cirque du Soleil, they have the Love uh, Cirque du Soleil show, which, again, is beautiful, and as if anyone's ever seen Cirque du Soleil, it's just, it makes you just think, how does the human body do these things and the stunts, but it's all set to the music of um, the Beatles, the whole, you know, all you need is love. And I, I think that's amazing that just so many things. And, um, you know, one thing I, I just know, too, of, of even in as solo projects, and I think of, you know, the, the past John Lennon, uh, Imagine, I think that song. That's like one uh, of my favorite one songs of, like, ever. As, as, as people just say it's, it's like an all-time, uh, I, I think Rolling Stone did, you know, like top, I think it was in like the either the top ten or the top five of just most influential songs, just anyone, I think everyone, I, I, when I was in high school, that was one of our songs we did in choir, um, that it was just so important and it was just so relevant with the time, 
and then to think of what it was about and what was going on then, that now with everyone, I mean, it's still a thing. It's still saying, you know, believe in hope, believe in, believe in peace, doing better for others, and it's just a beautiful, simple, symbolic you know, song. So well, you know, when we look back on it, I I think what you're saying is just so absolutely true. Is again for me, I wasn't any huge fan right in the beginning, hmm. but over time, what you do is you start realizing what an incredible imprint they had on music around the world. And so, yes, now when I look at it, I think. You know, the Beatles really have been amazing, and their history was amazing. And they really, really, you know, they went over to Germany because they were from Liverpool, and, you know, and that's where they really kind of got their start. They were the quarrymen first. You know, they were playing as the quarrymen, and then um, and then became the Beatles. But yeah. how how crazy is it that after 50 years, I can't think of... Somebody from, like, our parents, you know, from your grandparents or great-grandparents' day that had that kind of longev- longevity. No. I mean, maybe Frank Sinatra, I'm not sure. Oh, you know, um, actually, that is, that is a good point. I mean, I think, yeah, that's probably, I think probably the Rat Pack era is probably the only other kind of survivor. But, but, but people, but there's no music or anything. I mean, Frank Sinatra, I mean, you just, it's more of the person. Yeah, that's true, yes. But, right. But you know what? What's so crazy is actually, you know, Time Magazine, um, you know, when we went into this last, uh, listed them as in the, the top 100 of the most influential people. They, they went, they were considered a, a one person, you know, as a whole. And to think that, again, 50 years later, that, uh, gr- the Grammys are not, are giving them this lifetime achievement award, even though there's only two, uh, surviving, which still, as you said, you know, Ringo Starr, I must have to say Paul McCartney, of course, is, I feel uh, still slightly the biggest celebrity with that, uh, but still, still touring, still so successful, still so relevant. And again, their music, I hear it, I hear it daily on the, on the radio, and it's beautiful, and it's sweet, and um, as I, you know, our, our dad, your, your husband, uh, still rocks it all. They, uh, personally, my favorite, I don't know why, but my favorite Beatles song is "Baby, You Can Drive My Car." Gonna be a That's a funny choice. I, I don't know why. Is, is, that like a, is that a choice because you you like to drive our car? I mean, no, I think I don't. Know. Is that from teenage years? That's a funny up, choice. No, honestly, I think because growing up, um, hearing the song, I I mean, I can t- I could literally rattle up. It would go all day. The of famous artists, the songs that are my favorite of them are are usually not the most or like the most well-known ones, but I think just growing up as a kid, I love the part where it goes beep beep, baby, yeah. I love you know, <laughs> you know like a little fun. That's part, funny. You know, that kind of well, thing. we that is this is great. We're gonna wrap it up here with about the Beatles. Do you want to say anything else? One last yeah, thing well, of a memory or or something about it. Yeah, I just want to well, say how amazing it is, and you know, and to congratulate, of course. Uh, Paul and Ringo for still being there, but you know we're we're better for having had their music here in the world. I mean, it's a it really is um, it really changed it changed. Just think about the evolution of their music and actually the revolution that happened throughout it. Just as you yeah. were saying, it's it really it, was yeah. fifty music, years of major major change. Exactly, music for the time. So my my last little closing thing, if they're 
any of the people who ever happen to uh, tune into the teen show for Be The Star You Are. So if there's any teens out there that hopefully you should know who the Beatles are, but if you're thinking right now, what are they talking about? Google Beatles, go on YouTube, go on iTunes, download Greatest Hits Fine. Um, open your mind to probably some of the best music you'll ever listen to. And then also go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. And you know something else, too, is uh, I'm sure that anybody who has albums from those days, you know, actual vinyl, the real, the vinyl, not just the CDs, it's probably worth quite a lot, especially the white album. So, great segment. You've been listening to Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we are on our history show today talking about the Beatles, the Olympic Sports Illustrated, and a little bit of garden things. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the star you are. 501c3 Charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, this is our history show today with 
things that have been happening over the years, 50 years of the Beatles, the 22nd Winter Olympics, and it is the 50th anniversary of Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit issue. So for those of you, if you have ever looked at the February issue of Sports Illustrated annual swimsuit issue, it comes out in February, and it only gets bigger, bolder, brighter, stranger, and actually more daring every year. They spend so much money, they go to extremes, and they make a fortune. And an average year, the issue reaches 70 million adults. One in three Americans will see the latest edition before the spring, and it's viewed by more 18 to 34-year-old guys than the Super Bowl. And we know we just had the Super Bowl this past Sunday where the where Seattle won, and that is the number one show on television every year. So to think that this has a larger audience than the Oscars or even American Idol, and then if you throw in the international editions, the sponsorships, the books, the calendars, the DVDs, the apps, the video on demand, the explosion in web traffic, and this one issue brings in more. One issue brings in more than $40 million for Time, Inc. in one year. And it began modestly, literally at the end of 1963. It's become a cash register that's shaped like a girl. And, of course, you probably raise the question, how have they done it? How have they avoided the disasters of Playboy and Maxim and, you know, all those other cheesy things? Because Sports Illustrated is always, even though it's getting daring, more daring, it is always, you know, very um, girl next door. And that, this big uh, idea actually started in the early 1960s with... Um, when uh, Henry Luce, he launched, he launched actually Time, Inc. in 1954, and it just wasn't quite what, it just wasn't like the sports book that it was, uh, is today. And then later, it was uh, Fred Smith, who's now a retired editor, and he's, you know, very soft-spoken, et cetera, and he brought in a woman to help. Uh, to work on the the magazine, and her idea was, you know, it's February, nothing's going on, it's cold, we're in between seasons, why don't we put a girl in a bathing suit on the cover? Let's go to a sunny place where the water is blue, and the resulting photo shoot became, you know, really popular, and the very first one was it was called Away from the Resort Mob, and it was considered the very first. Um, it wasn't considered the first swimsuit issue because only the model's neck and head were visible. So it was actually the next issue in '64 that was considered the true beginning as a pictures with the girl, and it had the German model Babette March on it. She was in. A bikini, which today would strike everybody as kind of like granny panties because it was like a really big bikini. And it just had five pages of swimsuit pictures shot in Cozumel. And the one that really put it on the map was Cheryl Teague. And some of you may remember that. And she was this very pretty girl next door. Um, but in 1978... She, was, she wasn't going to be cover or anything at the time, and she was wearing this suit that was like a um, kind of a netting suit. And she was standing around waiting for them to do these shots, do these shots, and, and 
they she decided to take a dip in the water, and when she came out, the photographer started shooting her. Well, it turned out when the suit got wet, it was see-through, and that was the beginning of the big Sports Illustrated. So congratulations to Sports Illustrated and everybody who loves, loves to look at it. We we're, Most of the suits these days are not ones that any of us would be caught dead in, but Heather and I were actually lucky enough one time when we were in the Caribbean, um, we watched a whole Sports Illustrated a swimsuit uh, shoot, and that was that was really really fun. And yes, they do look amazing. Now we're going to go into the garden for a few minutes, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the Olympics. But it is the beginning of February, and there are a lot of things to get done in the garden. And Walt Whitman said, you know, to me, every hour of the day and night is an unspeakably perfect miracle. And as many of you may know, you know, despite Valentine's Day and familiar birthdays and President's Day holidays and Super Bowl and even Olympics, usually February, the second month of the year, is notoriously my least favorite on the calendar because of the wintry weather. Well, this year here in California, sunshine has been the mainstay for weeks, and I find myself preoccupied with the looming drought. Whereas on the East Coast, they are just inundated with storms and snow and rain and ice. So it's just such a dichotomy of what's going on, you know, this time in February. But what we have to realize is that no matter what, we have to take care of ourselves in February and life is precious and it's important to appreciate every second and whether it's rain, shine, freeze, drought, we're all in this circle of life together, and so February is the month to remind us the importance of uttering those three words, I love you often. Say, I love you. It, uh, yesterday, well, two days ago, I had the privilege of uh, speaking at a garden club, and I did tips, tricks, and tonics in the garden. It was fantastic. It was just such a great, great result. I love being a garden speaker. And then I've been booked again for next week, and now there's more bookings in the works from these. So if anyone's looking for a garden a, a lecturer, make sure to give our offices a call, and we can tell you prices and give you the information, 925-377-STAR. So these are actually gardening tips for the California region, not for the East Coast, because it's a, a different kind of climate. First of all, you need to rethink your garden for this year here in California by planning for drought and fire-resistant plants. You may want to think about sage and lavender and ice plant and more bulbs and natives and succulents that are going to add beauty, fragrance, and form and won't be using too much water. You want to still refrain from pruning any freeze-damaged plants. You want to wait until all danger is passed, and that's not until the end of March. You know, even though we've been having warm, sunny days here, and some of the days have been in the 70s, today it's down in the 50s, but like last night it was down in the 20s, so it's freezing at nighttime. For those of you who are growing basil, you know, for your cooking, a lot of people keep basil in a pot, like right outside the kitchen or outside on a window. You need to take it in at nighttime. These nighttime temperatures are just too cold for basil. So we don't want that to freeze because it just turns black and it dies and that's it. 
This is the time to spray your fruit trees, your roses. It's the final dose of that horticultural oil mixed with water. You spray the horticultural oil because it kills the mites, the insect eggs, the scale, and then other insects. So you, it's really important to do this, especially on your peach trees. You know, you get a lot of peach curl, etc. But by spraying, and it's very hard to get rid of that, by the way. But by spraying that horticultural oil mix, you do get rid of the mites and the eggs and scale. So you can remove up to 87% of household pollutants by adding houseplants to your interior spaces as air filters. Now, this would be great for people on the East Coast who have to stay indoors now because the temperatures are below zero, and some of them are down as far as like 40 below, is to have some houseplants because when you are have the heat on, you are really, really pumping your house with, um, with bad air. And you want to give some life-giving oxygen and moisture, and that's what plants do. They just, plants breathe, and they give us oxygen. So a couple of fuss-free specimens to consider would be Chinese evergreen, Sansevieria, which we also call snake plant, or even a desktop sago palm. They're all to- tolerant of low-light And dry conditions. And, of course, you know, if you have heat on, you have dry conditions. Kumquats is something that everyone should consider uh, embracing. It's a wonderful, tangy flavor. You can plant a small tree in a large container by your kitchen outside, or you can even plant a a small specimen and bring it inside. It has bright, shiny leaves. It has a citrus fragrance, tiny fruit that are just like the size of like smaller, like a cherry, about the size of a cherry. And it tastes like a cross between a sour lime and a tangerine. And they're very exotic looking, and they're terrific in mixed drinks, also in pies. You can put the whole thing in a drink or just cut it. It's very pretty, and it has this sweet, sour taste. Now that the trees are deciduous, you should go outside and admire the structure and the architecture of your trees and even the evergreen ones, anything surrounding your property. When you get up close and personal, you're going to find beauty in these winter wardrobes. You want to visit a botanical garden while, of course, if you're on the East Coast and it's snowing, you're not going to be able to get out. So don't think about that. But if you're here on the West Coast and the weather is good, and even if it's raining, consider going to botanical gardens. A lot of them are having special showings now. For example, um, in San Francisco, the San Francisco Conservatory has the big magnolia blossoms right now. And there are so many botanical gardens around the country. This weekend, I'm going to be going to a desert garden, a Ruth Bancroft garden, where I'm going to be doing um, a tour there So I'll have more to talk about um, on desert plants and drought-resistant plants. But that's a fun thing to do, you know, when you have a day off. You can conserve water by using gray water to irrigate your potted plants. And unless uh, here in California, unless we get some rainfall, there is a mandatory 20% um, rationing that will probably be coming. Right now it's voluntary. Virginia 
I also call it elephant leaf or elephant ears. That is a wonderful plant that even after a freeze, it shoots up some pretty pink blossoms. So you may want to consider adding that to your garden. Mulch will, with three inches at least of organic matter, is going to help protect against freeze. It controls temperature, it fights erosion, and it will maintain the moisture in the areas that need water. If you are short on space, you want to consider vertical gardening. Living walls offer effortless space-saving green environments, and they provide privacy screens, ambience, and health benefits because you can actually have edible living walls where you plant your, your herbs and vegetables on a vertical, uh, an actual wall. You can share your love of nature with someone this Valentine's Day by giving a living plant that might remind them of you for years to come. I suggest gardenias or cymbidium orchids. Both are beautiful. The gardenias are fragrant. The cymbidiums are just so easy to grow. And the cymbidiums will bloom for at least three months. You want to save trees and help eliminate pollution, so invest in a canvas tote bag. Uh, You know, a lot of places now, especially here in the West, they are eliminating paper and plastic bags. In fact, what they've started doing is uh, charging you 10 cents per bag if you go to the store and you have to uh, have a bag for your your groceries or anything that you buy. So just get a canvas tote bag. You know, years and years ago when I lived in Europe, I thought it was the weirdest thing that everybody had these, um, either the canvas or these netting bags. There was no such thing as plastic or uh, or paper that you could get at any store. It was always like that. So I thought they were ahead of the time. Then they caught up with America and they started using resources, but, you know, they had it right all the way around. Now, if you are buying firewood because you're burning a fire, make sure you get your firewood from local sellers because when you transport firewood from other areas, there could be invasive tree-killing pests that are hitchhiking on your load, so you want to be careful about that. Uh, For the freeze, you want to wrap your tender plants and trees, especially citrus. You can use blankets, plastic, bubble wrap, because, again, their cold nights are not over yet, despite warmer days. And don't forget the birds. We want to invite our feathered friends to dinner by filling their feeders. Something that is a really good idea is if you have a lot of quail in your yard, but you don't know how to keep them there, if you have dandelions growing, especially on your lawn, Pluck the dandelions, put them on a plate frequented by the California quail, and your guests will reward you by eating your harmful insects as well as entertain you with their antics. Ornamental grasses need to be pruned at this time of year to about 12 inches above the ground, and that will encourage new growth. And then something that's so fun to do because it is actually an early blooming season is cut branches of quince or flowering pear or flowering peach uh, you know, just when they're in the bud stage, put them in a vase and you go watch the buds swell and bloom. And that's really, very, really, really pretty. Also, investigate some new plants that are debuting in 2014. Uh, my favorite is the David Austin rose. It's called Royal Jubilee, which is celebrating the Diamond Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth II. But there's also Ms. Mars Sunflower. There's Candy Stripe Verbenia. You know, there's a lot of different things. So you might want to check out some catalogs. And see what's coming. 
And don't forget to plant a salad bowl garden with greens you love. And that can be a small patch of earth or it can even be a couple of containers within easy reach of your house that can supply you with snippets of all the things you love. Arugula and spinach and Swiss chard and chives and radish and mustard um, I and you know and a variety of lettuces. That is something that I do every day. Is I I always eat a big salad and literally everything is from my garden. So that is I don't know. It's a wonderful way to know that you're getting some precious good vitamins and minerals and fresh things. Also, there's a lot of uh, catalogs out there right now. And I always suggest, you know, peruse these catalogs for open-pollinated heirloom or other favorite seeds, bulbs, flowers, shrubs. So a couple of sites. There's a lot of sites that I love. And I love Renee's Garden Seeds. They're always wonderful. They have a lot of different things this year. But here are some other ones you could go to in the... You know, they're all on the web, and they all begin with www. So try these, sotrueseed.com, selectseeds.com, rootsrhizomes.com, whiteflowerfarm.com, mzbulb.com, territorialseed.com, harrisseeds with an s.com, seedsofchange.com, parkseed.com, burpee.com, rareseeds.com, and the one.org is seedsavers.org. And my final tip is to eat apples for fresher breath and healthy bodies because I don't know if you know this, but the French called tomatoes pommes d'amour, which means love apples, because they were convinced that tomatoes had aphrodisiac properties. So on Valentine's Day, maybe besides giving chocolate to your loved one, give you pommes d'amour and say, I love you. So I hope that Cupid will find you this February and shoot his arrows your way. Remember to be grateful and celebrate love and happy gardening and happy growing. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the 22nd Winter Olympics. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Don't go away. Lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How do you motivate people to be leaders? Here are three tips. Meaning, people want to be part of something useful. They want to be valued, and they want it to be bigger than themselves. They want to help people see what they do makes a difference for others, for the community, and for the world at large. So you want to make sure People can see the mission of your organization and how they can fit into it. Expectations. People want to know what is expected of them and what behaviors are valued. When people know what is really expected, they work with less stress and higher confidence and productivity. Targets. People are naturally competitive, if only with themselves. So help them compete by giving them or help them create some goals. Whether the work is highly creative or more mundane and repetitive, 
goals drive satisfaction and make it more fun. Remember, you're the star of your own protection and your own production. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the power hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, the 2014 Olympic Winter Games will be the first time that the Russian Federation will have hosted these games. It was the Soviet Union hosted them in 1980, the Summer Games in Moscow. And the host city this year is Sochi with a population of 400,000 people. And it's the third largest region in Russia. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And now in our show, we're going to be talking about the Olympics. We've already talked about 50 years of the Beatles, 50 years of Sports Illustrated, how to plan for your February garden. And now we're going to the 22nd Olympics. The interesting thing that I had found out about the Olympics was the man behind who built Sochi. He was a Canadian mountain designer, Roger McCarthy, and he helped transform this totally undeveloped mountain into one of the greatest Olympic venues ever. In 2007, before there was even a road to Rosa Kutar, the Russians hired Roger McCarthy to turn their fantasy into reality. And McCarthy has spent decades running places like Whistler and Vail and Malcolm Tremblant and consulting on the development of new ski areas. In Sochi, he entered a country with a limited ski culture and colorful ideas about things like workplace safety. He flew in sketchy helicopters. He drove jeeps through thick forests trying to figure out where to put trails, lifts, roads, and buildings that would be unveiled to the world, you know, in two days. And actually on the radio today, I heard that the hotels are not even ready yet, but they have two days to get ready. So six years ago, Rosa Kutar was a barren mountaintop. And now it's hosting the Olympics. I mean, how did he pull this off? And what... He, what Roger has commented on is that the Russians threw money at it. There was a tiny four-chair ski area nearby with lifts that were bought from an old ski resort in Yugoslavia. They moved them 400 feet, or they moved it 400 feet per minute. The new lifts run at 1,000 feet per minute. What they've accomplished is so impressive because the Russians have that level of determination. Here was a place that had never held a ski race, not even a ski race, and now it was holding the Olympics. So most of the Russians probably didn't even understand the impact it's going to have. 
So the interesting thing is that it, it, you know, next to probably the birth of his kids, this was one of the most amazing feats that he ever did. The special thing about this mountain is it's really big. It's 5,700 vertical feet. That's 500 more than Whistler. That's two times than the vertical of Vail. And there's just some really unbelievable shoots right underneath the gondola. So the one problem that they could potentially have, and we hope it won't happen, is uh, avalanches because this is an area filled with avalanches. So they're going to have to be in control of the explosives. Now, in scouting the location, that was really hard. He flew in this Kamov helicopter. It had no seats, no seat belts, and no doors. So they were basically just kind of hanging on as they as they went. And the hardest part about building the world-class ski resort was working with the people who knew nothing about the business. They didn't know anything about snow making, nothing about snow management, nothing about lift systems. And the culture is, you know, um, the way that we in the West work is rather open. But in Russia, your office door stays closed and locked. So if somebody wants to come into your office, you have a button under your desk and you push it so they come in. So it's it's really very stayed there. And it was a, a culture of um, lack of respect from what we understand and lack of politeness. It's just, it was like... They just want it done, and they're going to do it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all uh, it all turns out. The important thing when he was building it is, you know, some people had skis and jackets, and most of them didn't, and they would just go to the mountain, drink vodka until they collapsed, and then they tried to ski down. So <laughs> the mountain is also low and close to the coast, so they could have Vancouver-type problems with a lack of snow. And their downhills are going to be very extreme. But we know that their show and their fireworks are going to be absolutely over the top. So the mountain cluster in Krasnaya Polonia, or however you say Polonia, I think, it's going to be the home to all the skiing and the sliding sports. Uh, the mountain concept is a compact one. And, of course, Russia really wants to have... Uh, you know, they really do want to have to have a great show and to win. Now, we have quite a few um, athletes that are from Northern California here. We have Chuck Berkeley, who's on bobsled, and he's just from very close to where, where we are uh, right now in Walnut Creek. We have Polina Edmonds. She's only 15, and she's our figure skater from San Jose, California. We have Elizabeth Swaney, who's 29. She's the half-pipe skiing and skeleton racing. And she's uh, actually going to be representing Venezuela, what's interesting. And um, she goes here to Berkeley. We have Casey Oakley. She's 25. She's darling. She's a freestyle skier. And she's from Piedmont, California, just right over the hill here from from our area. And she's representing the United States. And we have Armen Sebrake. He's going to represent Armenia, and he's from um, the from Marin area. He's doing the slalom and the giant slalom, and he's also another young man of of uh, of twenty six. Of course, uh, we have uh, David Wise, who's going to be doing free skiing, and he's North Stars kind of. He's been on a winning streak for quite a long time, raking in gold medals at the X Games, the World Cup, and the and the Dew Tours. 
We have Maddie Bowman. She's going to be free skiing. And she's from Lake Tahoe as well. And uh, she's, a, she's a former Games gold medalist. And she's young. And she's going to be out there. Sean White, of course, snowboarding, two-time Olympic half-pipe gold medalist. He's spent the last two years training at North Star, and um, he's added the addition of the slope style. There's Jamie Anderson, and that's also going to be snowboarding. Chess, uh, uh, let's see, what is that? Yeah, Chess uh, Gilderman, he's snowboarding, and Alina Height, snowboarding. Uh, Julianne, Julia Mancuso, everybody loves her. She's going to be alpine skiing. She's from Squaw Valley. Travis Janong is alpine skiing. Marco Sullivan, alpine skiing. And Chuck Berkeley is going to be on bobsled. Also, a freestyler is Sho Kashima, uh, Scotty Bariki, and Nate Holland is going to be on the border cross. And then Paulina Edmonds is going to be doing... Um, figure skating so it should be a it's going to be a wonderful games i know there is some concern about security there in um russia but the russians have assured us there's it's going to be just fine so we're going to keep our fingers crossed because i have to say that the winter olympics are some of my favorites there's just nothing better than watching in my opinion, I love watching the ice skaters, and as a snow skier myself, that I used to be a racer, never an Olympic quality, but definitely a racer, I have always, always admired those downhillers, and um, I always loved the high jump skiers because a couple of my friends from Norway were actually in the Olympics doing that a few years back, so this, it's the, the Winter Olympics are really very beautiful, and when you think about how hard these people have trained, it's just an amazing, amazing adventure. So make sure you'll be tuned in in a couple of days here to the 2014 Winter Olympics, uh, the 22nd Winter Olympics being held in Sochi. And I'm sure that the opening ceremonies are going to be amazing. So if you can't see it and can't see it, you know, on um, on the air, make sure you DVR it or or something. So the first Winter Olympics to be held in Russia since the breakup of the Soviet Union and the 1980 Summer Olympics. I have a poem written by Kelly Rankin that's called The Olympic Dream. I see a time of unity when everyone tries their best. I see a time of challenges when mind and body is put to test. No one promised easy, but at impossible we draw the line. The world is within our reach. It's only a matter of time. Higher we can fly, faster we can soar, stronger we can dream, achieving more and more. All the hard work, all of the tears come down to a single moment and the conquering of fears. And in the finale of the games, when all is done, in a celebration of cultures and voices, the world will be won. And even after these spotlights are off, the flame still remains a glowing beam within the hearts of millions of children igniting the Olympic dream. And I think that poem says it all. This is a wonderful moment for the world to join together and to forget the fact that we have our differences and forget our wars and try to look together 
as uh, as a global family and one that can live in peace. And during the month of February, when we celebrate the month of love, what better time to have these Winter Olympics so that we can all open our hearts and celebrate together through sports and exercise and outdoor activities. So bravo to all our athletes around the world who will be participating starting at the 22 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. May you are all already stars. May you do your best, be safe, and have a wonderful time. Just think of the memories that you are making. Well, thank you all for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your leaf, into your life. I'm thinking in the garden, into your leaf every week. But make sure you're always tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and to the Voice America Network, especially this Empowerment Network, because here we can be your personal growth success coaches. We bring you expert advice in fun and success from renowned authors around the globe. We do believe you can change your life and make your dreams come true. Next week, we'll be celebrating love, and we will be celebrating kindness, and we're also we're going to be bringing you a, an expert from down under, as well as announcing the winner of the 10th Annual Essay Contest. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are nonprofit, empowering women, families, and youth, Go to bethestarur.org or btsya.org. You can also call our offices, 925-376-7126, or just go and give us a donation on uh, PayPal. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, motivate. We hope that you see beyond your physical being and know you already are a star. Cherish the past. Dream of the future. But celebrate today. And I hope that you read a book this week. A book is like a garden in your pocket. Pick up a copy of my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, Be the Star You Are for Teens, or What About Chicken Soup for the Soul, or my the business of show business. Visit starstyleradio.com. Click on the store, and you'll get it there. So until next week when we will celebrate love, Remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have an Olympic week. Shoot for the stars and make this year the best ever. Go America! Let's do well in the Olympics. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.